0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and
1: And Gemma. Good morning.
0: Gemma, so good to have you a part of our team this morning and what are you thankful for on this uh, cloudy and overcast morning here in the Newcastle region?
1: I am very thankful that Maddie had a spare key.
0: Yes! <laughs> Indeed. We
1: ran into a little bit of a problem this morning. We were didn't locked we? out of our studio. We, we were locked out.
0: Yes, but Maddie. Uh Boss, uh, the, the big boss came <laughs> to rescue and uh, let us in, so all is
1: good I just want to point out also, because I was late yesterday
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was right on time today, 6.30, on the dock <laughs> I was here, yes, you were. and you weren't ready
0: <laughs> no, no, What do you mean I
1: wasn't ready? We, we was were locked ready. out of my- the studio, you're the one who's in charge of the keys
0: I, had I st- don't have keys I had my stories ready
1: <laughs> We couldn't get it in the building It <laughs> 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 <That> doesn't count
0: <laughs> Ah, that's okay that's how, how we roll here on Faith FM, just walk in and go.
1: <laughs> what are you thankful for today?
0: Oh, I'm thankful for all kinds. I'm, I'm thankful I can blame somebody else for... Um, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> rather than me for a change, I wasn't the one who left the keys behind. We won't mention any names. <laughs> no, right, sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, what is happening with all kinds of interesting things in the weather lately? Everything. Rain and water everywhere. Welcome to Australia.
1: The the photo that I keep seeing across my social media platforms is one of those um, electric, you know, solar-powered warning signs that is like bushfires, you know, be alert. Yes. And it's flooded. Yes. And the, the water's the,
0: across the screen. Make sure you've got a bushfire <laughs> plan ready. And and the other one which is really interesting is a photograph of the bush just blazing on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think there's four weeks between the two photos. Yeah, and then and then there is a a second photo, and the entire area, and they've taken exactly they they're framed it perfectly and in the same frame, the entire area is just flooded. Australia is a weird place. It is indeed. <laughs> Welcome to the land of uh, what's um,
1: fire and water.
0: Yeah. Um. I'll get the I'll get the line from the poem here in a minute. It's just sort of. <laughs> This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And coming up in today's news, we're going to talk about ISIS. Ooh, yeah, why not? We'll talk about ISIS today. And we're also going to talk about Alzheimer's because... Those things have nothing to do with each other. But anyway... Listening to Lee Nash with Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. This is the breakfast show, and Gemma is about to bring us our quiz for the day.
1: Today's quiz is Mm -hmm. a: What city am I? Mm -hmm. And the first clue is: the home of Simon the leper was located in this city. Ooh,
0: let me go with my gut on this one. Anyway, you keep you keep telling us positive, positive <laughs> news, I'll write something while, while you
1: think about this. Well, I need your I need your attention, though, for this one, because my positive news story for today, I, I think it's positive, but I want your opinion on the story. Oh, your first guess was incorrect.
0: Yeah, no, I scribbled it out before you told me that. <laughs> um, 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 I'm going to go ooh, with ooh, this one. Oh, yep. Nice. Yeah. No nice. guess. All right, well very done. good. Oh, Cool, cool, cool.
1: Second guess. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm. my positively different story i think it's kind of positive but i do want your perspective and take on it so sunday night in hollywood was a bit of a bit of a big night Mm -hmm. the oscars Mm -hmm. were a thing and it was the 92nd academy awards um but something different about because normally i don't take much stock in the oscars and things like that i don't it's not something i'm interested in celebrities and gossip and all that kind of thing i'm like eh, it's just not something that is it, interesting uh, to me. However, this popped up on my newsfeed and I was like, huh, this is actually a little bit interesting. Two movies, um both about Christian themes, um, were featured in the awards night. They had two different performances from two different movies, um, like songs behind behind the movies. Mm-hmm. Um one of the movies is called Breakthrough, and Breakthrough is the story about a true story based on a miraculous true story about Joyce and John Smith, a mother and son who rely on the power of prayer and the Holy Spirit after a fatal accident leaves the son dead for 45 minutes. So the mum is desperately praying and the son is brought back to life. And that's what this movie is about. Wow. Yeah. And it was featured in the Oscars. And they got an Oscar. They didn't win but they were nominated, oh, nominated, and they had a performance. So there was a song um, from per- the movie that was performed live, um, and the cool. other movie, which was the same thing, there was a song that was performed live from this movie, is *Harriet*, which is the you know the movie about Harriet Tubman and her story, and ah yeah yeah um, cool yeah abolishing did, did, slavery. Did, did they,
0: and they got nominated as well. They got
1: nominated as well,
0: and but they didn't um, they didn't actually get nominated. They didn't
1: win. But the thing that was interesting though, both musical performances with the featured songs from both of these movies got standing ovations.
0: Okay, so um, What a Beautiful name Day in the Neighbourhood apparently uh, got featured in the- during the Oscars as well, which is a- apparently a Christian story as well.
1: Yeah, so I was super excited. I thought that was really cool that, you know, Christian perspective, Christian movies, whether or not it's like um, Harriet Tubman's movie isn't necessarily, you know, overtly Christian, but it's got very no, Christian themes. Right. Whereas well, Breakthrough, a- Breakthrough is overtly Christian. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. and the power of prayer. Um, so that was yeah, there's Tubman, no way to, there's no way to hide that that's Christian.
0: Harriet Tubman uh, is the story of Harriet Tubman yeah. and in her story you can't deny the fact that she was a devout Christian. Yeah. Um and that was her Christianity that motivated her and what she did. Um but the other one yeah that's that's very interesting.
1: Mm. And I think he that's does. kind of good news. But my question for you is: that's that's good news, mm-hmm, right? I reckon mm-hmm. that's kind of cool that you know the Christian perspective is being represented in something like the Oscars, which is completely not Christian. But here's yeah, my thing: yeah, kind of
0: the opposite of Christian. you yeah, know. But- you get a little gold statue to celebrate how much you have We've been
1: talking about gold statues. We recently. have been talking <laughs> about
0: gold statues, and people, you know, in Daniel chapter three, people were told to worship the gold statue, and and here people kind of worship those gold statues. It's true. Yep.
1: But here's my thing. Here's my thing. This is kind of positive. You go through the Ishtar Gate into
0: the Babylonian, the Babylon theater and get a gold
1: statue. Yeah. Here's my point. Here's my point. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a good thing because we're seeing the Christian, you know, perspective represented in a worldly stage. But this is kind of split Christian audiences because some people are like, yeah, it's awesome. Like my perspective, like, yeah, it's really cool. We're seeing the Christian perspective represented. But the the flip side to that coin is some people like, oh, well, it's not really real. It's just for the money. It's just for the prize. They're not really Christians. They're not really representing the Christian belief. It's just for the entertainment business. It's just for money. It's just for the prize. Because this was also a thing when Kanye West released his album. Lots of Christians criticized him for not really being a Christian, for saying, oh, well, his album is more about him than God. It's more giving glory to him than it is to God. And it split a lot of Christian perspectives down the middle when it comes to seeing Christian themes in the The world, basically. Yes,
0: and to be honest, I'm of two minds with some of these things. Mm. And so, if you look at, if you you if you watch the movie Unbroken, which has a section at the end, which um, basic basically a few lines right at the end of the movie that talks about you know the 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 guy's Christianity or Harriet Tubman. I think that's a good way of promoting Christianity sometimes, with um, quotation marks, Christian movies. Mm um it to me the dramatization of it just doesn't they have been getting better so f- in recent years I will admit that but That's true I worry that by creating Christian movies that are not true stories now true story is a different category but we go to the movies to watch something that we know is not true. Why should we put Christianity into the context of something that we know is not true?
1: But documentaries and other things like that—you know—I'm not there talking
0: about. I'm not talking about true, true stuff.
1: Okay, but there are tons of movies though that are always like based on true events. Absolutely, I'm not talking about those. Okay, you're talking about. Okay. Yep. yep Purely yep. fictional ones. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, so you know, you, you, your kids are growing up, and you teach them, you know, and it's like when our kids were growing up, we taught them, you know, cartoons are not real. Mm-hmm. This is this is real. This is not real. Yeah. Um, and so you, when you watch the cartoons, they're not real. We didn't our kids never hardly watched any cartoons, but it was like, you know, we drew that, that you're living in a real world, they're going to be confronted with that kind of stuff, so you, you teach them the difference between what is real and what is not real mm. and um, and then when the Bible stories were presented in cartoons, it was like, yeah, you know what? It kind of puts it in that same category that we just trained our kids is not real. so we didn't go down that path. we were just like, yeah, here read this book. Mm. maybe we're just old-fashioned.
1: I grew up like, on veggie tales. Yeah. cartoon Christian stories. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, but yeah, I see the point though. Yeah, the differentiating between we wanted we wanted to yeah, what's real and what's, what's not, and
0: you know, and of course, you know, Christmas time comes and it's like, okay, Jesus Christ is real, Santa is not. You know, two <gasps> different things. <laughs> Because if you, wow. if, you, if you teach them Santa and Jesus are both real, then the time comes when you say, well, actually, this one is and this one isn't, or well, they've been li- you've been lying to us for the last 10 years about Santa. How do we now it's trust you about Jesus?
1: A bit devastating, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to then find out that something you thought was real was not. You can still have so much fun with all of that Christmas stuff without
0: telling your kids that it is real, without lying to your children. That's true. To, are you going to get me started here on Rant in a moment? You sort of triggered something.
1: Okay, should I should I quickly move on? Do to not that? lie <laughs> to your
0: kids. Your kids <laughs> right. will believe what you say, and they will be devastated when they find out that you are a liar.
1: Wow, this story so don't ever go there. <laughs> this story started with the Oscars. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on real quick. Okay, cool. Another story. Another, another story. I was enjoying that. Have you heard of the company called Four Ocean?
0: Four Ocean. No.
1: The number four, Ocean. Mm, should I? have? Yeah, probably because they're kind of cool. They clean up. The ocean. Cool. And they are about to hit the mark of 8 million pounds of trash has been pulled from the sea.
0: What's that in kilos? By this company alone.
1: Lots, right? Lots. 8 million.
0: So this was a Dutch kid who invented this, right? You have heard of them. A little bit. Yeah, okay. I, I know about some Dutch kid who invented a, an amazing thing that cleans up the ocean. I just wish that being Dutch, he would have left it in metric <laughs> rather than uh, <laughs> pitching the story to the Americans and putting it in pa- oh, no, what, what, But anyway, know, so they've uh, done a
1: big advertisement campaign, so you can purchase a $20 bracelet, which is made out of the recycled plastic that they pull from the ocean, mm-hmm. and every $20 bracelet purchased equals... equals
0: scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Cause one got pound.
1: Increased. One pound of trash pulled from the ocean. Per twenty dollar bracelet. Okay, All right. Which is super cool. That's that's significant. That's you. You're like, mm, okay. You don't seem very impressed. I'm just trying I was to, I'm very just trying impressed. To, I'm, I was like, I'm this doing, is really
0: cool. I'm doing mental calculations <laughs> to bring it into kilos.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, but so one pound, really per, one pound of trash per one pound of trash per bracelet, and they've been going for three years now. So after a three year slog, Four Ocean has now hit their mark of eight million pounds of trash pulled out of the
0: sea. That's very cool. That is super exciting. How far have they got to go?
1: I don't know. I think they're just going to keep going and going and going until all the oceans are clean. Are they are <laughs> they
0: are they moving forward or backwards? What do you mean? Well, how many million pounds was it? 8 million pounds in 3 years? Yeah. Is there f- another 4 million that's gone in over the last 3 years and so they're actually going backwards? All oh, right, ah, yeah, you see. Oh,
1: okay, is there more trash going uh-huh. in than the trash that they can pull out?
0: I don't know. That'd be interesting to answer that question, wouldn't well, it? It's an interesting
1: question to solve though.
0: Maybe we need to ask somebody who knows, but I don't need know who to ask
1: who might know the answer to that one. neither. I don't know how we're going to single-handedly solve the crisis of rubbish.
0: We'll do some Googling and see what we can come <laughs> up with. Google, Google has a solution for everything. <laughs> this is Linda Shelton with It's All About God.
2: Moses, led God's people. To the sea. Pharaoh's army followed fervently. When he raised the rod, it was a move of God. It's a glory of a story the day the Red Sea moved. Oh, it's not about me, it's not about you, not about what what we say. Oh
0: to Linda Shelton with It's All About God here on The Breakfast Show. Do we have another clue for our quiz there, Gemma?
1: We do. The next clue is Jesus had expensive perfume poured on his head in this city.
0: What city was this? If you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That is 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so coming up in uh, some more... We did say that we're going to talk about ISIS this morning Um, (coughs) in more serious news. Okay, so Australia has a number of uh, people who are overseas who went over there to fight for ISIS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been a big question in everybody's mind. Do we bring them back here and prosecute them and throw them in our own jails or simply leave them over there? And up until this point, we have left them there. Um, Whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, I'm not really the person to judge... Uh, I think there's definitely a case of bringing the children home because, you know, they didn't exactly ask to be born over there mm. in those kind of environments. But needless to say, that's Australia. We, have, we are a country of, what, 25 million people thereabouts? Yeah. What if you're Indonesia, which is a country of 367 million people and and it is an Islamic country, you're going to have a whole lot more people who go over to fight for ISIS than Australia. True. Now, you would expect on a per capita base that it would be much higher you know, per population, but it's actually not. A lot less Indonesians went per capita than Australians. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. I thought that was um, kind of weird. But the question that the Indonesians have been, um, so there's about 700 of them over there. 700 okay. Indonesians that have gone over. Uh, but the, the, the question that um, the Indonesians have been struggling with is exactly the same question as Australia. Obviously, when you do something illegal, there are going to be consequences. What will those consequences be? Mm. Will those consequences be not coming home or will those consequences be coming home and facing jail time? And Indonesia has just made the decision, so now we have the answer to what route they are going to take. Um, and they are going to because they can actually do this in, in the Indonesian law, strip them of their citizenship.
1: Wow! Okay, so they
0: are now stateless.
1: That's an interesting citizenless. Response. Like, hmm. Okay.
0: And this is from a Muslim country. Wow! Mm-hmm.
1: So how, what that like? How would they travel? How would they ever get to?
0: Oh, they can't. They're done. They, don't. they yeah, stay that's where what, they
1: are. Like what I, they'd never be able to leave that country.
0: They are now stateless people.
1: Yeah, they'd never be able to travel. They'd never be able to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're all in prison camps at the moment and have been for you know, a number of years already. Yeah, but
1: I mean, if things ever changed or, and you know. things do need like- to
0: change. And obviously prison camps aren't going to last forever.
1: Exactly. So what happens after that?
0: This is a really interesting question. What happens to somebody on planet Earth if you are a stateless person? Maybe somebody who is huh. a stateless person can shed some light on this. I think that sooner or later, somebody's going to have to give them some kind of recognition or permission to live somewhere. There or... was a fictional
1: movie about this, this argument. Like, what happened if somebody, you know, was travelling and, like, lost their... Citizenship. Yeah. It's got top well, Hanks in it. Yep. In and he's, knee- like, stuck in an airport because he can't leave uh-huh. and he can't go anywhere because he doesn't have a state or a home or a, you know... Indonesia
0: actually has a law where they can strip you of your citizenship. But
1: that's actually become real now. That's uh-huh. crazy. And
0: what they're saying is that a lot of them, a lot of the uh, foreign fighters who went over there, stripped themselves of their citizenship um, when they left the country because they burned all their passports, all of their birth certificates, all of their documents, anything that could possibly identify who they were. They burnt uh, because it was just all in. Yeah. And you know, this is an example of religious fanaticism that we've got coming through here, which is, you know. A little bit scary whenever it crops up and mm. whatever religion it comes from um and there's also the you know because this is this was you know unquestionably um and openly a religious war yes that was that was the whole motivation for it was to establish an Islamic not a political so much but an Islamic caliphate mm. um and so you've got a religious situation taking place here. But, you know, you you kind of look at Indonesia and you see all of these radicals in Indonesia, and Indonesia can be quite radical in the way that, you know, from our perspective, sometimes we think, oh, man, that's a bit rough as the way they, you know, blend religion, you know, their church and state together. But in this case, they've taken exactly the same stand as Australia and a lot of the West. Anyway, on to more positively different news. And we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and you could say, well, what is there that is positive about Alzheimer's? Well, the University of Sydney has just come through with uh, some research that has proven the obvious. It's interesting how these universities will often do research to prove stuff that we've known for a very, very long time (laughs) and is super, super obvious. But it's still necessary to do, you know, because we still have to actually have the science behind what we say because there is so much of it out there that are like, oh, if you do this and you do that, it's going to be good for this and that and the other. And we all know that to be the case, but it's never actually been scientifically proven. Yeah, so somebody then has to, okay, we're behind. all right. We know this is yeah. the case, but now let's get the science behind it to back it up.
1: Yeah. So what did they prove? Okay, in?
0: six months of uh, weight training with elderly people, slowed or stopped degeneration of the hippocampus in the brain, um, hmm. and the effects lasted... For more than a year after the event.
1: Wow. That's so there
0: cool. you go. So, Gemma, time to get down to the gym, start hit pumping the some iron. Yeah. Hit the weight, start <laughs> pumping iron, and you won't lose your mind, which will be a good thing. Um, and so, okay, so basically what it came down to was they did 90 minutes of weights in two 45 minute periods over one week. And they did this for six months. And that surprised me. That's not a lot. Because that's not very much. That's tiny. That's not very much. I was sort of thinking, you know, maybe uh, maybe a little bit shorter, maybe half hour for, you know, 30 minutes, five days a week.
1: That's what I was thinking, like five days a week, like Monday to Friday, hit the gym for a little bit. But that's like, that's what, twice a week?
0: 45 minutes twice a week.
1: That's nothing.
0: And the results were 100% conclusive (laughs) with no grey areas whatsoever at all. Wow. Um, And that was, yeah, very, very impressive that it either stopped degeneration, so stopped it where it was, um, or it had significantly slowed it down and a lot of the time um, it had brought it to a complete stop altogether.
1: How did we become such a lazy culture? Like when the benefits of doing 45 minutes I know. twice a week, like not even a day, that's, that's twice a week.
0: Okay, so basically what you can Damn. do is you can look back through history and you can draw a chart and the chart follows the, the rise of Alzheimer's in our world follows almost exactly the decline of movement. By human beings, the amount that we move during the day.
1: I'd also be really interested to see the statistics of the increase of technology overlaid well, of course, on that of course, too, of course Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, inc-
0: yeah. And that's a hard one to quantify, but basically technology has mean- meant that we spend a lot more time not moving mm. and we walk a whole lot less. And oh, of course, true. this has created a pandemic of Alzheimer's that kind of never used to really exist back in the day. Yeah. It was like a rare disease. And now it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of really...
1: Stepping up its common. game. Yeah.
0: Okay. So in other news around the world, uh, they did a research, just uh, just did some, the stats have come back on chin strap penguins in Antarctica. Cool. Uh, they did a count. They counted them all.
1: Wow. Okay. So a census for the penguins.
0: And they had, their numbers have dropped by nearly 80%.
1: Oh, that's sad. I love penguins.
0: Me too. Uh, Very, very sad to see penguins going. And they're kind of looking at two things. They're looking at climate change, but they're also looking at um, loss of food supplies because of overfishing. Mm -hmm. And they have estimated that to reverse the decline of, you know, and to get these penguins back to their original numbers, um, 30% of the ocean would have to be turned into basically national
1: parks. 30%. That's, That's huge. Humanity big. would not cope with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How well, well this is the thing, this is an interesting question. As humanity increases in size, as the population increases in size, we're you know, we're going to reach a point where the world can no longer support the human population.
1: Overpopulation was never a thing until recently. Now there's books and movies and arguments and yeah, yeah it's become a huge topic.
0: Well, you know, a hundred years ago, what was the population of the world? Two million. Two billion, sorry. Yeah. And it took us, what, six 4,000 years to reach 2 billion people. And now it's taken us, you know, what, 100 years and later and we've... Um, what, what are we up to now? 7 billion, something like that? Something like that. And so, yeah, it's an interesting thing to stop and think about. This is Sydney Wolverton.
3: Don't worry about everything around you Everything around you And don't freak out if you don't feel me beside you, just look up, I'm reminding you to sing a new song and let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy and dance all around you. Though a thousand may fall and dead may surround you, I have brought you here, the love.
0: to Cindy Wolverton with Brought You Here. This is The Breakfast Show, and Gemma's about to give you the next clue for the quiz. Go for it, Gemma.
1: After Jesus led his disciples out of this city, he ascended into heaven.
0: You know, that one's more obscure than the first two. I got to get it, got it, could have got Well, I did get it from the first one, and then I uh, could have got it from the second one, but
1: yeah. Yeah, some of it, we've had like three days in a row now where the clues have not been in the best order.
0: Maybe that's just us. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, we have come to interview of the daytime, but before we go there, we do need to remind you of the number to call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491 064 669. If
1: you know the answer, and the prize is... A copy of Kemi O'Gendi's CD, Note to Self. This is a beautiful CD, amazing music. Kemi is a very, very talented musician. You want to get your hands on this.
0: Recently went to uh, one of her concerts. Just amazing. So uh, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843, if you know the answer to what city did Jesus leave from when he went to the Mount of Olives to go back to heaven. Anyway, joining us on the phone this morning is David Helpt, uh, to talk about emotional health. David, welcome to the show.
4: Good morning. Good morning to your listeners.
0: David, what are we what are we addressing this morning? You come out here on a, on a weekly basis to uh, to talk about emotional health and you know other areas of our lives. Um, what are we talking about this morning?
4: Let's focus a little bit for a few sessions on the mood disorder called depression.
0: Wonderful. Uh, this is really topical and important.
4: It's very uh, it's affecting one out of five people at the moment in in our communities
0: yeah those are big numbers
4: yeah and it affects our economy it affects the hours of productivity in the workplace it affects families it just affects every sphere of, of our community life
0: how hard does it hit our economy
4: well uh People that have severe or called major depression often would um, lose work hours, in other words, unable to face the workday. People want to turn in, don't want to get up out of bed, just want to turn around and hopefully sleep their depressed state off. Uh, it doesn't happen. Actually, um, it becomes counterintuitive for people that are deeply depressed they actually will find that they will feel much better if they force themselves to get up and face the world. But that's not where they are at. That's not where they feel, you know, to go.
0: Right. So uh, if somebody is in that position where they are, I guess, you know, just want to be in bed, Twenty hours out of the day, how do how do how, where where does a person like that start?
4: Well, you know what, we sometimes hear of people that come to our programs that will spend twenty three hours out of twenty four hours of the day in bed, mm. or or in a dark room, unable to face the world out there. Um, in other words, they even get to the point where, in severe cases, where they stop caring for themselves. And um, we've already in previous uh, presentations spoke about the importance of bright light, in other words, getting out in the sunlight. You'll, you'll notice that major depression, often people's, um, their curtains are closed. They, they do not want to face the world. They do not want to move in spite of what Professor John Rutty, who's a professor of psychiatry, says, that the, the best antidote, the best medication you can start off with is on an exercise program.
0: Mm. And it sounds like an exercise program that is outside, walking up the, up and down the beach or uh, you know, in a park or something or other like that.
4: It's interesting that the first uh, 19 days you will feel no change. But it is once they go beyond that, that they start to experience the benefits. But at the same time, I think it's important that we understand that there are different kinds of of depression that we need to take into consideration. Um, if you don't mind if I just jump ahead with that. Sure. So when when we deal with what is commonly called sad or seasonal effect disorder, which is often referred to as the winter depression, which basically refers to the lack of sunlight on our skin and in our face um, in the northern hemisphere, where especially on the polar regions where people have very limited sunlight during winter months, you will find that they actually built-in light boxes. You know, like the old telephone boxes that we had many years ago, where you can go in make a phone call. They've got those boxes with a bright light that simulates the sunlight. And 30 minutes just sitting there reading the newspaper actually will give them that boost that they require in order to overcome the seasonal effect disorder. That's uh, a, a, another one is the semia, which is a very low grade depressed state and sometimes people just think that that is very normal that's just the way that i am but that is not the true seasonal the, the, uh, uh, sorry um, the semia often carries over a long period of time two years that people are just feeling under the weather And then exogenous or reactive or situational depression, which is depressed state after major crisis that has hit you. You just don't have the ability to overcome that. And I'm just looking at our current situation where Australia has been affected by severe drought. What followed that? Fires. And what follows that at the moment? major flooding that's taking place and we we've just been warned about you know a new uh system weather system coming in and that will affect the east coast um of new south wales and and um, queensland so once you've been hit by multiple crises in your life and unable to stand up or do not have the resilience to work through that often exogenous depression will set in. What about,
0: um, um, David, if I could just ask, you mentioned a number of crises there. What about the coronavirus? Um, in China, would, I could imagine that would, would, would be causing this, you know, would, it, would Would depression from that extend as far as Australia just because we're afraid of it, even though we're not being impacted by it?
4: You referred to that coronavirus only in China. It actually is in our living room it's right there on our tv and we're bombarded every time that we watch the news we are confronted and catapulted into that environment which often leaves people with a with a notion that there's no way out and therefore they feel trapped and therefore can lead to a depressed state
1: mm. Even beyond TV, scrolling through my Facebook feed, all I'm seeing at the moment is stuff about coronavirus. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go outside.
0: That's because exactly. you're, that's, that's because that's how your generation gets the news. Oh.
4: <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Um, so, yeah, we, we are through our, our modern technology, we are catapulted right into the trauma zone as if we're experiencing it firsthand. mm Now, on top of that is a a major mood disorder, which is called bipolar disorder, and I'm not going to talk about that because it is really a category of its own where there's two poles. We normally refer to depression as, as a uh, one pole, in other words, just a deep down state where, where bipolar has a high high as well as a very deep low. And the most dangerous Of the depression types, therefore, becomes the major or clinical depression, which uh, one out of five people at the moment uh, in the world, 300 million people, I think, was the last figure that I heard is suffering with. And I'd like to suggest that our statistics is not 100%, because women predominantly display their their depressed state through emotional outbursts and crying, therefore, get help. But male predominantly experience emptiness. And the typical male way of dealing with things is that we withdraw or we self-medicate with, can you help me with what? Alcohol. With alcohol, which is not an antidepressant. It actually is a depressant. In other words, it lifts the mood temporarily. But as it withdraws out of my system, it actually drops me further down. So by trying to
1: cure depression, you're taking a depressive
4: Yeah, we we, we, we do a, a self-medication and alcohol is the number one thing that we use, hmm. which therefore increases the problem and therefore increases the complexity because it often brings about that we push away the people that we mostly need for our recovery in other words our family.
0: Do you think we need to have warnings on alcohol uh, beverages something maybe similar to what we have on cigarettes that say that, that let people know that this is a depressant because I would imagine that most people would not think of alcohol as being a depressant
4: because I take it uh, in order to feel better. Yeah, exactly. And and what it doesn't tell us is where it leads me to. So, in order to 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 feel good about myself again, I now need to take more and more frequently, and that eventually increases the dependency uh, of 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 the drug. And mm-hmm. I call it the drug.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Is it? It's mind altering drug, for sure. Right. So we've got a bit of a. Uh that's, a, that's an interesting perspective on a, on, a, on a broad range of different kinds of depression. Um, now, we're going to be talking about this over the next three weeks. Are we going to be dealing with the different kinds of depression uh, separately or are we going to work on them together?
4: I think the the primary area where we need to focus is on major depression. Seasonal effect disorder is uh, very easy to, to deal with. Uh, don't slip-slop it, slap Uh Early morning, bright sunlight, in other words, going to have your breakfast outside, roll up your sleeves, make sure that you get bright light into your face, onto your skin. Um, Our marketing campaign uh, against skin cancer has been so effective that uh, we are actually uh, vitamin D deficient as a a population.
0: So we've replaced skin skin cancer with, um, with rickets and depression.
4: That's right. And uh, I, I'm not trying to to push down the, uh, the importance of the work that's done against skin cancer, but your early morning bright sunlight is less toxic, less dangerous and that is the time I would suggest that people actually go out and get bright light into their face. Go for an early morning walk, roll up the sleeves and uh, really walk fast with uh, bright light on your skin, and you'll notice that when you come back, you'll start to feel the change happening.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an amazing uh, suggestion right there. And, and of course, um, here at The Breakfast Show, we get up pretty early. We see the sunrise every morning. Definitely. Pretty much, which is, Very um, true. Which is a good thing.
4: And, by the way, they can, by the way, plug in. Their, their earphones and listen to the breakfast. So while doing exercise early morning. Yes, yes.
0: there we go. David, <laughs> that's the suggestion of the of the of the day right there. Well done, thank you. But, yeah, and this is one of the things we do, one of the reasons why we cover positively different news here as well as the major stories is because too often we find that, you know, the major news outlets, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, and and if it doesn't bleed, then there's not really much point in reporting it, whereas, uh, you know, we have a whole section here which is just positively different news.
4: Yep. Very true. Music plays a huge role as well in overcoming depression.
0: Does it matter what kind of music?
4: Yes, it does. It is the more, uh, the, the less strange, the more traditional music. In other words, composers like Brahm, Beethoven, Handel, uh, Raspighi, uh, Vivaldi, it, it is those more orchestral or your more traditional church hymns that really, and, and by the way, research shows that you don't necessarily have to like it in order for it to work.
0: One of the things that I found interesting when it comes to taste is that your tastes can change based on what you decide. And so if you decide I'm going to listen to a certain kind of music over time, your taste will change to adapt to that. Are there types of music that will do the opposite? In other words, increase depression?
4: I often run depression recovery programs and in After one meeting, um, I was invited by a congregation to take the weekend service. And uh, so we invited the people to come along because I was going to talk on mental health issues from a Christian perspective. And uh, as the music started to play, some of the people that attended my program walked out. So I walked out with them. It wasn't yet time for me to go up to the front and I asked them the question. I said, what's happening for you? They said, uh, we start to feel anxious the moment that the music starts to play. So it's interesting that the more stranger, the more offbeat music, the more uh, where the beat is just faster than the heartbeat actually instills anxiety
0: that's fascinating I would love yeah. to uh, ask a whole bunch more questions about that David but unfortunately we have now gone into uh, extra time again to have to finish up for the day maybe we can come have back and talk more day. about it uh, next week
4: happy to do so fantastic a day to you all
0: that was uh, David Haupt um, bringing us his weekly section on emotional health we're going to move on with Chris Rice oh love that will not let me go
5: Its borrowed ray that in thy sunshine's blaze, its day may brighter, fairer be. O oh joy that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trade. The rainbow through the rain, and feel the promise is not vain. That morn shall tearless be. O cross that liftest up my head. I dare not ask to fly from Thee, I lay in dust life's glory dead, and from the ground there blossoms rest, life that shall endless peace, life that shall
6: endless be.
7: to have toast for breakfast before switching to cereal or maybe the shirt you're wearing was a last minute swap we've all changed our minds before but how about your career you can change this too you know do your master of teaching at Avondale University College and be classroom ready in two years change your mind to change the world one classroom at a time Avondale University College called to be a teacher called to be at Avondale You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
8: Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged one to five designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11 a.m. at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happy or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. <laughs> All about the crucifixion He stopped them and heard what he had to say He asked them, were you there Were you there when they crucified When they crucify the Lord Were you there He asked them, if you were there When they crucified Crucified the Lord Were you there well, told him He said, oh It causes me, I have to tremble Every time I think, how than done the tremble, Lord It makes me tremble I was there, I was there when they crucified When they crucify the Lord Fellas said, I want you to tell me If you were there, tell me, did they really Did they pierce the Savior any side that morning Said, if you were there Every day me it appears to save it in his Lord. Were you there? Oh, 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 oh. Sometimes, Sometimes it causes me I have you. to tremble. Trimble. Every time I think, how done the Trimble. Lord, it makes me tremble. Trimble. I was there, I was there when they crucified, when they crucified the Lord. The fella there? said I wanted to tell me if you were there I wonder did he hang there Never, never said one word Were you there? He said if you were there were you, I wonder did he hang there you, Never, never said one word Were you there? The fella looked at him, he said oh, oh, oh Sometimes, sometimes It causes me, me Every time I think how they done the Lord, it makes me tremble. I was there. I was there when they crucified. When they crucified the Lord that morning. Were you there? Hey. Oh. Ooh. 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 Why are you there?